Uh, hello, this is Brian Friedman. I'm a founder and CEO of Nexfa, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I love this podcast because I always go around the world. And today, is the turn of Austin, Texas. We have there's a very entrepreneurial scene going on there. There's a lot of uh, stuff, uh, you know, going on, and it's just great to have the uh, CEO of DigitalExits.com on the line. Uh, his name is uh, Jock Pertle, and he's going to actually do something that we haven't done on the show in 250 odd episodes. He's going to help us with our exit, and uh, it's obviously a very vital, important thing because that's why we get into the space. So, Jock, thank you very much for joining us on the show and coming on to the App Guy podcast. Thanks, Paul. I might also throw in there that uh, if we run with the around the world theme, that uh, I'm not actually American; I'm Australian in uh, in America. So. There's an extra one for you. Yeah, that's right. You were throwing me actually with the uh, the accent, uh, but based in it didn't sound like a Texan accent. So uh, whereabouts in uh, Australia? Uh, I'm originally from ten hours northwest of Sydney. Yeah, no, I used so to live in- there, so I know where that where that would be. Uh, what, what was the town? Town was called Colrenabri. Uh, it's in between Walgett and Moray. It's up on the Queensland border. Right. Yeah, I used to live uh, near uh, surf. Oh, in fact, in Surfers Paradise on in Queensland itself. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, but that's not what we're here for. Although you know, as digital nomads, we can work from anywhere. And you have decided to go from one of the most beautiful countries in the world to Austin, Texas, and uh, to set up DigitalExits.com. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your your journey, how you ended up in, uh, you know, I guess Austin and. Um, and um, why set up Digital Exits? Sure. Uh, well, let's start with the US. Um, uh, there isn't a better country in the world for entrepreneur- entrepreneurship and innovation than the US. So that uh, just makes business sense to be here. Uh, since we moved our company over here, you know, probably 3x sales and all of the, you know, all of the above. So... That's the reason for the U.S. Uh, I guess a quick background on digital exits. Um, probably f- I bought my first website in 2009, bought an AdSense site. Uh, for those who don't know what AdSense is, it's a Google advertising platform. Uh, uh, and I used to be essentially like flipping real estate except I was you know, flipping digital businesses. And so that was, you know, the introduction into uh, the whole online world. Uh, and then, uh, you know, bought and sold a few businesses and then started digital exits off the back of that because, you know, basically just saw a, a gap in the market, you know, nothing, uh, nothing you know, special on, uh, other than just sheer entrepreneurship and chasing opportunity. Well, Jock, it's so inspirational to hear you talk. I have to say, you know, there are going to be people listening to this now who would love for me to ask, how easy is it to move your business to the US and, uh, you know, get all the, the residency and that? That must have been a bit of a headache for you. Uh, 
it's USA is probably one of the hardest countries in the world to get a visa. Um, uh, I'm on a, a O1 visa, which is classified as an individual with extraordinary ability and achievement. Um, so if that's any framework for you know what's required to get into the US, um, start with that. I guess on the other end of the stick, if you've got a lot of money and you want to hire US staff, it's not very hard. You can get a, an E2 visa, which is an investment visa. Um, but at the end of the day, you either have to be some extraordinarily good in your field of profession or buy a business in the US. Uh, this is that's for the path of you know not getting a green card. Um, if you wanted to get a green card, you could probably go with the green card lottery, which is like chances are zero. We could marry an American. You know that's the other option. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, always a, a, probably a harder there. harder thing to do though. I should think. Yeah. <laughs> I think buying a business is probably a little bit easier than you know signing signing the contract to buying a business is. A little bit less stressful, in my opinion, than signing the contract to get married. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's, that'll be a hey, conversation I've seen your profile for another picture. day. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you you would have no problem at all getting uh, an American wife. But uh, in uh, in regards to the, the Austin, then why Austin, Texas? Ah, uh, purely uh, no, no no strategic reason. Uh, you know, I run my, I can run my business from, you know, wherever. Uh, I just happen to have, uh, I, I happen to have lived here before in 2013. Um, sorry, that may have been in 2000, early 2014. So I, I knew the town already. I knew quite a lot of people here. And I also had a friend of mine who's currently my roommate who assisted me in getting, uh, my rent, my credit card, uh, you know, basically I just piggy, piggybacked off, uh, piggybacked off him to get myself self set up in the U S. So, you know, just, just so you know, like, you know, I come here with no credit score, so I can't get a credit card. I come here with no rental history. So people, you know, reject rental applications, all that good stuff. So essentially I just, he helped me as, establish myself here last year basically that was the main reason this is incredibly inspirational jock because there are so many people listening right now who want your life you know the the idea of just upping and moving to the u.s and and, and running a business over there and tripling your uh, revenue and bottom line uh, so uh, we, we do have to talk about digital exits because I, I a lot of people again would l- love to have an idea of how likely it is to get an exit on your online business. And, um, you know, is, is it, well, let's say, let's face it, that is it a good place to be get, doing an online business? Are you likely to be able to sell it? Uh, I guess that's a two-pronged question. So uh, digital exits helps established online entrepreneurs find a buyer when they want to sell their company. So that's basically what we do. So we're essentially uh, like a business brokerage for technology companies. Uh, and then to answer your second question, is it possible to sell your company? Sure, 
Um, it comes down to a few factors. Mainly is it making cash because, and in cash I mean like profit and substantial profit because um, people buying businesses, obviously their main motivation is to get their money back. So that's the framework that you have to think about an exit is, you know, if I sell this thing, is the person buying it going to make money because um, that's their main motivation, you know, motivator is return on investment. And are you seeing a lot of apps flow through uh, your business and being sold? Uh, me, 10% of our inquiries are probably app-based. There is actually a, a, um, uh, a business brokerage that specializes in selling app businesses called appbusinessbrokers.com. Uh, might be an idea to reach out to them. And jump, you know, get them on the show for an interview. Um, but yeah, people are definitely selling either individual or portfolios of apps, or software tools that help in app development and uh, you know anything around the sort of app market. So like uh, uh, any type of tools or software or whatever that you know helps with apps as well. So there's you know there's a there's a decent market out there for them. Now, I'm thinking of my uh, past episode a uh, long time ago. It was early uh, before uh, before I reached 50. And uh, I remember speaking with, I think his name was Ace Chapman. Uh, we were talking about the buyers of these businesses. And it tends to be the baby boomers who are retiring now. They're cash rich. They don't trust the pension scheme. They need some investment. They don't trust the stock market. So they're investing in online businesses. Uh, would that be a fair statement that a lot of the people buying on the other side are, uh, you know, these re- retirees from the baby boomer generation? Uh, definitely. Uh, probably the largest contingent of sites sold under $200,000 are corporate or retirees or newly retirees looking to uh buy a business that they can run from home. It's probably the main motivation. Um, so, you know, smaller businesses is, is uh, that's sort of the demographic slash target market. So what sort of tips can you give us then to appeal to that demographic? Because clearly it's nice to be able to go into a business knowing that you've got someone on the other end who, you know, down the road would be very interested in buying it. Uh, what, what can we do? You've already said that we need to focus on uh, profitability monetization. Okay, can you give us some concrete tips to to help us set up our businesses? Uh, so, are we buying a business or starting a business? Starting. So, I'm thinking of the again that listening to this uh, podcast, a lot of people will be uh, thinking of how to go about starting the business with the exit in mind to these um, buyers, and what what's the best thing to do when starting up. Uh, a company sure well i'd start with a business model that's saleable so something that's like personal branding personal consulting isn't a saleable business so like paul you can't that's really me screwed sell. already <laughs> yeah i was about to say exactly that um while a podcast is great for traffic generation it's not really a sellable asset unless if you had a whole host of you know podcast people or what's the word 
like some sort yeah, of other people that yeah. did the, the yeah yeah like if you were an aggregator or if you paid people to do the interviews then you've got a business so i'd start out with a business model that's sellable something like software or e-commerce store that would probably be tip number one uh and then uh i say what do i well, i guess probably tip number two is um you know, find a market that's going to make you some money. Um, so something that something is already making money. To be honest, you know, if there's already people spending, you know, buying advertising and, um, uh, you know, making money, etc., then uh, it's probably a good good sign that there's you know money to be made. Um, uh, I guess what else? Oh no, it takes longer than you think. Uh, probably like three to five years would be a good time frame. Um, before you can sell, I think that's probably the main things. You just need to pick the right market first before you uh before you get into it. Uh, and this is a genuine podcast where we like to give the hard truth to people listening because I, I often get, you know, inquiries and, and, and but basically entrepreneurs coming to me and apppreneurs saying, hey, I've got this great idea for an app and it's going to make a gazillion dollars and it's an Instagram clone or whatever it is and totally unrealistic uh, expectations. And I guess the, you know, the hard truth is it does take a lot of time and you're talking about their three to five year period. Is is that uh, that hard work mostly to do with building up the presence and the brand and the uh, revenue? All of the above. It just takes time to build a business. People are kidding themselves if they think they're going to do it in 12 months. Um, generally, it's like the first three years, you just, you know, you're drowning and then year four, your head's just above the water. And then year five, you're starting to, you know, starting to do pretty good. Yeah. And again, you know, in terms of the app store as well, which is like this particular focus of this podcast is that it, it can be quite uh, skewed towards the big publishers. So there are large revenues that can be made, uh, but you need the funding of a big marketing budget to have any chance of success. Uh, and uh, I often think, actually, just on this point that you're make, making about the good markets, uh, we often neglect that. You know, we, I mean, we're selling apps for 79p, 99 cents, whatever it is, and it's it's not a lot of money. And uh, but but trying to get you know like a student to pay 99 cents can also be pretty hard. Uh, should we be really focusing on the end consumer, the end user, uh, you know, and uh, really uh, just trying to go for the, like the the better markets, like maybe the the people that are working, for example. Uh big time. You know, look at Apple. Apple's a you know, uh, I don't know if they still are, but they're you know the li- largest market capped business in the world, and they sell the you know highest end priced product. Like they're a luxury brand, uh, and there's something to be said about luxury. And you know, clientele that clientele that have money, because they can spend money. 
uh, I think my probably my comment about exits with app businesses is um, focusing on on longevity. Um, you know, focusing on sustainability and longevity, meaning like it's really easy for someone else to copy your app. Uh, so what's unique about it? You know, why would I sign up to your app that has, you know, XYZ game versus another app that has XYZ game? Um, you know, look at Zynga and, you know, all those app, you know, larger app companies and look at the life cycle that they have. Um, yes, yeah, so a little bit more thought into pre-planning um, and, you know, what market that you enter into uh, is, uh, is quite important. So what did it, I mean, have you sold, I'm guessing you sold a lot of your resources, your assets, your websites, and, uh, that's why you got into, uh, you know, this, uh, uh digital exits.com and, and the expertise that you've gained. What, what does it feel like when you actually have this, um, sale and, uh, perhaps you can talk us through, you know, a, a good one that you can remember. And how it how it must have felt when you get this sudden injection of cash can probably come into the bank uh, because you've sold one of your um, your businesses. Talk us through how that made you feel. Oh, I probably start out it feels pretty good. Um, I guess uh, I know it's happened a couple times to me personally for my own businesses. Um, uh, I guess the first thing you do is uh, you look at the bank account quite a bit, log in uh, pretty more regularly than usual. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, you get like that giddy schoolgirl jump up and down sort of emotion. Um, uh, what else? Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you some downsides. Like, because you're an entrepreneur, you know, you had a big win and then the first thought you have in your mind is, all right, what's next? Um, that's a, uh, that's probably the biggest thing that people forget is, uh, you know, people want freedom and, you know, buy a nice car and all that good stuff. And uh, when you actually ask them that question, you know, I could probably buy the dream car that I wanted right now and I could probably go on the big long holiday that I wanted now and then the question is, you know, what do you do after that? And it comes back to, you know, let's create another business. Like, I think, uh, uh, although, you know, having a big exit is, uh, is good, um, uh, there's, you know, plenty of negative stories where people get really depressed and all of the above after they sell because, you know, this is your life's creative passion. Yeah, I mean, the reason I ask this is because uh, I uh, have been uh, in a corporate job where, you know, you have a regular salary, a nice bonus at the end of the year, and uh, it's, it's very stable. And it, it, when you, you know, read uh, about startups selling out and having these these big wins, all you can think about is the, the immediacy of the, the money that they raise, you know, from that sale and how happy they must suddenly be. Uh, but you don't have the mindset of an entrepreneur and you don't have this, um, this uh, I guess, uh, realization that it, it it's not 
ultimately about the the money and the exit it's about the journey the path that you're on uh the people that you meet the it's almost like the game of entrepreneurship and probably when you you know sell out you're kind of looking for something else to do because it's like a, a addictive drug in a way and i feel like i wanted to get that point across to the listeners because you know it's almost like what's i love the fact that you're saying what's next you know what's next i've had a look at my bank account great you know okay i'll get a nice car what's next and uh, i just feel like you know listeners should take that on board and and really um appreciate that if you get into this game that's what it takes so entrepreneur just comment on that entrepreneurship in general is uh about creativity and creating something of substance um, and enjoying the game of business. Like, I enjoy the game of business. You know, and there's nothing more, nothing less. Like, I enjoy hunting for deals, hunting for opportunities. Like, if I didn't get paid to do this, I'd you know, enjoy doing it. So, it's not so much about not working. It's more about, you know, finding... Uh, uh, finding something that you're passionate about and enjoy. Um, that's probably my takeaway. Yeah, and I almost feel like there are people listening to this now, especially you know, given that this is an app focus. There are app developers now who have worked uh, for you know probably probably a year without getting any money and without getting paid, and they have a, a poor launch and the app goes nowhere, but they carry on doing it because there is something in. The, when we talk about apps, that is, it just instills passion and, and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of energy because it's it's the new exciting kind of market to be in. And um, that that's why it was just like, interesting to hear you say all that about um, energy and passion and, and being part of a game. Trust me, it's all, it's not all rosy. Uh, never has been, but once you sort of break Break the ice, break the uh, break the tipping point. You know, things get things get fun. So there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye, Jock. One of them is that we like to generate new ideas, and we've got two ways of doing this. One, we could just ask you straight out: Do you have any disruptive ideas that you could share with us? Uh, that you're, um, uh, you know, maybe just keeping on the back burner, and we could we could get from you. Um, if you do, that's great. If not, then there's another thing that we can do. But so, do you have any disruptive ideas uh, for online businesses? Um, I guess it's what we're already. I'm already doing already. Um, we've got a fund that goes and acquires these businesses, uh, and essentially, it's just private equity for you know internet businesses. We're finding business owners that don't run them as efficiently as they should be, uh, and you know we're fixing them up and selling them. Like there's nothing. I guess I'm not really uh, an inno- an innovative in that aspect. Um, my personality type slash skill set is uh, you know take something from uh, you know one to ten rather than from zero to one uh, uh, I love that so I guess probably yeah. probably my, my 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 comment about that is um, look uh, you know business is the same like Instagram you know 
Twitter, for example, is the same as you writing a scribbling a note on you know a bit of paper in your classroom and passing it to your friend. Like you know, business really isn't that complex. Like look at Uber; it's just using existing tools and then reframing it. You know, an old concept. So uh, I guess probably the 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 point of that is you know what's old. Find what's old. Um, and try and make it new or take something from a different industry and move it to another one. Yes. And the other thing um, which would be very interesting to know, Jock, is uh, you're obviously like passionate about what you do. And I wondered if you had any particular pain points or frustrations uh, over the last um, few months in your business Maybe we could talk about that and potential solutions uh, for you. So, can you think about anything that's really causing you a headache and frustrating you, and uh, is a real pain point right now? Uh, partner problems. Uh, learn how to deal with people. Uh, system problems. Uh, get someone that's really good at building and managing systems rather than doing it yourself. Um, uh, what else? Time problems. Hire someone to do the work that you don't like. That's my three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, so. Just to summarize that: the partner problems, sister pro- system problems, and uh, time problems, uh, and that's what we often uh, neglect. I think I want to pick you up on time because uh, I know that there's uh, some developers listening to this right now who think they can do everything. You know, and uh, you soon realize that uh, we all have the same amount of time on this planet. And uh, and unfortunately, um, if you decide to do one thing, and you're going to sacrifice something else. And, and uh, it's amazing how quickly a day can go, hey? <laughs> That's one. So, so Jock, um, again, this is an app show. So uh, if you do have a smartphone, I think you're using it to actually take this call but if you can remember uh, one or two apps on your phone that you could recommend to us that we could uh, you know use uh, you've already recommended the uh, the business app bro- at businessbrokers.com but i wondered if you had an app that you could perhaps recommend to us uh if you're a fitness fanatic and training at the gym i use an app called gym buddy to record all of my uh, uh gym workouts if uh, you want to develop a habit, there's a, an app called Don't Break the Chain, uh, which reminds you every day whether you've implemented the habit. Um, and then WhatsApp for communication. I'm really light on apps, by the way. Like I've only got, I've only got one page, the home page. I don't have any other pages on my phone. Um, so I'm really simple in regards to applications. I try to, you know, life is simple, business is simple. I'm a minimalist. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm actually a minimalist, but it doesn't uh, apply when it comes to my phone. I've got a 128 gigabyte phone and it has about 10 pages. And I know that there's uh, some other um, yeah, some other entrepreneurs out there that are 
uh, trying to download 10,000 apps in a year just to kind of figure out which ones are the best. <laughs> and uh, so, so you're the, the opposite end of the spectrum. I have to pick you up as well on the gym buddy. And I'm almost thinking because of the theme of this show, we started talking about visas into the US. And if anyone's interested in the, the option number two, which is to uh, marry your way in, uh, then uh, maybe having the gym buddy app could, could uh, help with that particular goal. Yeah, that would be a bad idea. So, Joe, this has just been great. Thanks. Uh, I wondered. Uh, I'm going to put all the show notes on um, uh, the uh, websites, theappguy.co. So, if you're listening to this, just go to theappguy.co, episode 251 with Jock Pertle, and you'll see the things that we've mentioned. How best can we reach out and connect, Jock? What's the best way of getting in touch with you? Uh, Digitalexits.com. Um, just fill out the contact form there. That'll go to me or uh, my admin assistant, and she'll pass it on. And and is there anything you feel like we've missed out on uh, to to help you know anyone that's like wanting to get in and, and have a good exit? Is there if you do you feel like we've touched all the the things that we should have touched in this uh, short podcast? Sell when growing, uh, sell when profitable, sell when established for at least three years. Uh, start with a good business model like e-commerce or software, have some type of unique selling point slash uh, defensive position in the marketplace, uh, get your books in order, spend a little bit money, more money on a good bookkeeper and accountant. Um, uh, use a good broker like Digital Exits. <laughs> that's great what a great way to finish and i almost feel like uh th- th- that was um you know just such a golden nugget that you gave at the end there so jock thank you very much for joining us on the app guy podcast and all the best with digitalexits.com and and uh if anyone's in austin i'm sure that uh they need to go and check you out and have a drink with you yep that would be awesome hit me up <laughs>